and that's very important. Who am yeah. I targeting? What problem am I solving? And then saying, come over here, this is what I got for you. And the most polite, like I am holding a tray of chocolates and you're, you already <laughs> like chocolate, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great, that's a great image. <laughs> Welcome to Unbreakable Success. This is your virtual mastermind for your business and your life. My name is Aaron Keith Hawkins and I have over 20 years of leadership experience as a public servant and as an entrepreneur. And now, my business is your success. Each episode gives you the experts and perspectives to make sure you succeed in mind, body, and wealth. So the author Libba Bray said that there's no greater power on this earth than story. And in, in many ways, I agree with that sentiment. Story has the ability to kind of connect us with ourselves, especially when we hear a story that's relevant to something we've been through, something we're going through, something that someone we care about has gone through or been through. And I invite you as we dive into today's episode, and I'm going to introduce our amazing guest in a minute, but I invite you to think about how you can incorporate more story into your business, into your marketing, into the way you communicate with your with your clients, with your customers, with your coworkers, your team, and even with your family and friends. I think we've all experienced when we've read or watched different stories, there's an ability for storytelling to take us to completely different places away from, away from where we are. And storytelling also has the ability to make us feel completely at home. And if we learn and increase our competency in learning how to do any one of those in the right situation, it really can be a transformational experience for you, your business, and your life. And our guest today is a master storyteller. Saba Tekel is a publisher. She's a mentor. She's a Huffington Post contributor and an award-winning best-selling author. She's, she's also the founder of Seven House Media and has worked with over well over 100 authors nationwide and internationally. She's also the creator, the co-author, and the publisher of the best-selling book series, 20 Beautiful Women, which now is up to, I believe, I believe there's five books in the series now. Um, it now has, 20 Beautiful Women has its own blog section in the, Huffington Bo- in the Huffington Post. And in July of 2017, she also released 20 Beautiful Men. And we're going to talk about that book today Uh, in some detail and discuss some of the really transformational stories that are inside it. I believe you're going to love it. You're going to get a ton of value out of it. I hope you'll soak in some of the content because in so many ways it can really be relevant to our lives as entrepreneurs and family members and just across the board. Uh, Saba has also been featured obviously in the Huffington Post, in BuzzFeed, in HLN's The Daily Share, in All Africa, D-List Magazine, Afro Newspaper, and the Portland Observer, among many other media outlets. And I learned a ton just by having this conversation with her, and I guarantee you will as well. So afterwards, make sure you stop over to AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash 31 to leave us a comment, ask me a question, ask Saba a follow-up question, and keep this conversation going. So with that said, I'm really grateful, really excited to introduce you to Saba. Well, hello, Saba. Thank you so much for being on the show and joining us on Breakable Success. How are you doing today and what's been going on with you lately? I'm doing great. And um, I like to say everything and nothing has been going on lately. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like that sometimes, doesn't it? (laughs) Right. (laughs) In a nutshell. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I get it. I get it. I know the feeling. 
Well, well, listen, I, I definitely, um, I'm, I'm glad that we got to connect like this and have a discussion about, you know, your journey of storytelling and your latest book, 20 Beautiful uh, Men. And, but for those that haven't met you yet, uh, can you just give us an idea of, of how this journey sort of evolved for you about storytelling leading up to this book today? What is your, what's your main focus in your entrepreneurial journey these days? So I think from my own transformation, I learned the kind of like the power of storytelling, right? Yes. So the person that's really had an impact on me, um, he had a similar story to me. So it influenced me in a way where I could, my mind could no longer say, I can't do it. Mm. You know, or I yeah. can't change because if he can and or she can, I can't. Mm-hmm. So it's always been the transparency, the vulnerability of, of not just, you know, one or two people, you know, a plethora of people who were able to share their stories um, in a way that um, touched my life and mm-hmm. and then let, and gave me permission, you know, to, to start, start telling my story and actually um, taught me the power of storytelling. Mm-hmm. So that was like the beginning of the journey. Um, but it's like people like Marianne Williamson, Yama Van Zandt, mm-hmm. um, and Lisa Nicole, just to name a few who most importantly like impacted my life that kind of kind of gave birth to like the series 20 beautiful women series and of course you know it's also came from reading books like from the chicken soup of the soul series yes yes so that's that's uh that's amazing i love it when you know we hear people that just we i i love what you do because it's one of those things you may or may not even think about the fact that you were inspired by someone because of their storytelling their journey and their willingness to share their thoughts and and their stories with the world and fast forward and now here you are doing the same thing so you you, i really want to publicly commend you for for taking that inspiration and turning it into something that and paying it forward really is what you're doing now and turning it into something that's affecting other people because i guarantee you there are tons of people now being inspired by you and the stories that you you bring to the world so thank you Wow, thank you. So, um, how did it, what was your first, what was your first experience with really jumping into storytelling for yourself? Um, what was the, what was the, because there's usually a leap, you know, a moment of, of discomfort. Should I do this? When should I do this? Is the right time? When did you take that, that jump into just putting yourself out there and uh, beginning your own journey of storytelling? Well, I've always been like a writer. I started mm-hmm. off as a poet and then I've always been a lover of writing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was naturally passionate about writing, but I co-authored my first book and I seen, you know, the model of, of what he, this man, um, Matt Morris, had like created. And I knew I could kind of re- duplicate it, but in a way that's going to be that's going to turn my pain and make it into my purpose, right? Mm, So instead of, you know, I seen what he did, it was great. um, But then I was like, I know I could do this, but I can do this in a way that gets my message across what I believe in. So that was pretty much it. After I co-authored my first book, I knew I I, I wrote my own book. And then there was just a different way of kind of, kind of like co-creating a platform yes so it, it just fed into so many multi-layers the power of storytelling um, having a purpose where i feel like we should be taking our pain and making our purpose turning our you know our pain into yeah. our purpose how can we inspire each other through 
how many people have took their pain and made it into their purpose. Yeah. And do it in a series that also can touch people in a way that they haven't been touched because we always talk about beautiful people, pretty people, or whatever, all this external, but we're not focused on the internal. So it was like multi, multi, multi-layers after, again, after co-authoring my first book. And then I learned so much in this journey of publishing that I knew that I had something to offer. Yeah, that's a... That's amazing. That's powerful stuff. So, so you're um, when you wrote you wrote Twenty Beautiful Women, and that's a bestseller that evolved into multiple volumes and a really big movement. With I think it's over a million women were participating in that Twenty Beautiful Women challenge. Um, sorry, ahead, sorry. To, sorry to interrupt you. Sure. It's not necessarily a huge movement. It's a growing movement. A lot yeah. of people participated in that challenge, but that challenge was kind of a separate entity and it's something that took mm. a life of its own. That I wish happens. I could say that they're just as <laughs> close or following the same whole movement we're doing. And not yeah. really. They did evolve into now, you know, like offering books, but it's not like they're always, you know, posting 20 beautiful women books, although right. they should. Yeah. You know, a lot of coverage got around it yeah. a lot. A lot of colleges especially but they weren't even necessary our target market but mm. they took to it to the to the challenge not necessarily the movement so people mm. like you are helping this grow yeah well, well, at, at what point did you realize that you know it was time for you to to transition and not even transition but to write 20 beautiful men when did that kind of spark into your head and you decided to put together this group of stories from all these all these different uh, these different men to share this movement well, because men, since the first volume approached me, well, not too many, but more than a few, and mm -hmm. even from the first book launch of volume one, were like, okay, well, what about 20 beautiful men? You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want to be left what out. What about us? Right. What about <laughs> us? Or if you're, if you did this, my husband, it would be like one of the 20 beautiful women authors. My husband would do this, you yeah. know, like. So it's like, eventually you're like, okay, here we are three years later, though. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not the men? Why not we see what that looks like? And yeah. it, I mean, as you've read, and please yeah. feel free to t say what you've read, it's just as important um, for men to share their stories and, and to, to bond and connect off storytelling as well. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's a powerful thing. You know, when I started reading your, your book, and it led me immediately to, to reach out to you, you know, some of these stories uh, and, and speaking as a man, it was so refreshing to hear or I should say read these these men share their struggles and just be so raw and vulnerable. Uh, I remember specifically when uh, uh, the young man, I forget his first name, and I'm, I'm going to mix them up because there's, there's so many different names that I read. <laughs> but okay. uh, his story, you know, when he talked about his his lack of a really strong father figure and he was overweight. And he went through the struggles of a, a childhood where he didn't have much and didn't really have somebody to look up to. And he turned it, he tr transitioned this into uh, changing his lifestyle and his diet and his eating. And next thing you know, now he's, you know, I saw some video clips him, of him on, on different news outlets that he's, he went from being this overweight young man to inspiring people to to take their, their pain, as you mentioned a moment ago, and turn it into, uh, turn it into power, turn it into something positive and turning into something that affects people beyond themselves. And it's not in my, in my, excuse me, in my history, a lot of men don't have an easy time discussing how they were feeling when, if they're 
overweight or how they're feeling about not having that strong uh, male figure in their life or or mother figure in their life. So it, it's something that and I'm and I'm seeing it more. It's really I'm happy to see it in in multiple places, uh, especially in, in your book and and some other um, prominent figures out there that are opening this discussion of men and vulnerability and and really taking off that mask of false uh, false masculinity because I really think that's a, a terribly misused word. Um, yeah. People people often use the word masculinity. And, you know, if you ask them to describe it, they'll start saying things like toughness and strength and all this stuff, but it's really not. So it's refreshing to see uh, so many men and so and see you share this book to put these stories out there of very successful men who are willing to talk about how they've hurt through their mm -hmm. lives and are willing to share not how strong they are because they overcame something necessarily, and that may be a part of the story, but really exposing the fact that, yes, this happened to me, this is what I went through, and it really, really hurt, and this is my journey. And ultimately, it's what's interesting to see is when these, these men are willing to do that and willing to just dive into what they're feeling a lot of times it will lead them to what they need because they're not hiding anything anymore. They're not suppressing. They're actually embracing who they are, what they're dealing with, and they're using it to build uh, build something powerful with it. Um, and I think that's, that's something that's really needed these days. So what's what's some of the feedback that you got, uh, so starting with the authors, because these all these men were putting their own sh short stories in there. Uh, what was your interaction with them, and, and what was your experience like? Uh, as you collected these stories? Um, the experience was great because, you know, again, like you said, they were willing to kind of open up, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like pulling teeth, you know, it's like, I'm ready yeah. and I'm prepared and I've yeah. seen you already, what you've already done. So there's no, there was, because on both ends, like sometimes with some of the women I've worked with, maybe a few, very few would still take a little bit more of opening up. So with the mm -hmm. men, it was like, okay, I'm prepared. So it really was, it flowed. But, you know, again, with vulnerability and what I, what I definitely love and respect about these men and what make these men beautiful is that, like you said, it's not easy or not easy or there's a false perception of what masculinity is. Therefore, you can't share what your feelings are. But the latter is true. And as Jay-Z said in his most recent album, you can't heal what you don't reveal. So mm. healing is the objective and healing and then finding what you're meant to do also in the world. You know, yeah. because we pretend as if contributing to humanity isn't a basic human need. It's our spiritual need. Right. So yeah. we so here we are empowering people so they can be empowered by our stories. Therefore, you can turn around and be inspired that that could be what makes you move, not necessarily mm -hmm. for yourself, but for others. And the author you're speaking about is Lionel Dixon. And that what's actually really why he does what he does. He genuinely and authentically wants to help people. Like, that's what moves him. Yeah. You know, so sharing those stories was to do just that. It wasn't just about, well, here I am finally sharing my story. No, I think this is going to inspire you. And if enough people know this story, it's going to help them. And, yeah. and now it's no longer about me, you know. Yeah. And it isn't. Most of the stuff we go through isn't about. It's so selfish for us to think it's just about you. It's about the collective. Yes, absolutely. It's about a whole. So as we heal ourselves, we're healing actually 
sometimes psychically and sometimes, you know, physically. We're helping other people heal so we can all move forward to the next level of our lives. We're going to be more in tune with our souls. Mm. That's why the first part of the, you know, of the subtitle is Heal Your Soul. That is profound. Um, I think the first story that, uh, another story that struck me, I think it is the first one that struck me because it was the story of, uh, I think it was, was it Dan? Dan Mason. Dan Mason, mm-hmm. yeah. And he was, he grew up uh, around radio and he was this, this brilliant, uh, really successful, you know, exterior looking successful radio executive. And you know, the crux of the story was that this, this persona of this successful radio executive and you know you know so i can almost picture sort of that swagger of you know the guy in radio that's doing well and making the money and and everybody knows who you are but you know in his story he had he had the guts to to admit that he it was like he was owning this persona but it wasn't really who he who he felt that he was and it was this thing that become that became uh a burden to him even though from the onlookers, it looked like it should be his greatest source of pride. And it really struck me because I know there's, there's a lot of people out there that, are, that may be uh, in a career that has them feeling successful financially. And other people may be looking at them and thinking, you know, to the listeners out there, I'm sure it's, some of you have people that are looking at you, regardless of what you do for a living, and just assuming that everything's great. Because everything either looks normal or it may even look better than normal. But people assume a lot of times what somebody's going through because of their title. And that was, the, the I think, in large part, the point that, that Dan Mason was making. is He had this title and this persona of this executive, uh, successful radio exec. But he felt like he wasn't really being the person that he wanted to be. And he, and he got into it because it was how he raised. It's, am I correct? His father was in radio. And it just it was almost like assumed that that's who he was going to be. Um, and to, to watch him make that, that transition and it, admit that, you know, this isn't really the person that I want to be and, and be able to transition in that, that into something new. It takes a lot of guts because especially as we get, not even necessarily older, but when we invest a certain amount of time and effort into something, uh, whether it be a career or a relationship, or living in a certain location, it can get scary to decide. It can get scary when you know in your gut that something is off and right. a change needs to be made. But a lot of times we attach ourselves to the time we've invested in something and the expectations that everybody else has about what we should or shouldn't do. You know, because it almost gets, I think in a lot of ways, it gets scary for other people if they look at someone like him, in his case, and if they are to see that he's not happy, I think a lot of people, in a, in a lot of ways, kind of freak out, like, oh my gosh, if he's not happy, how can any of us be happy? And it can almost <laughs> spark this fear. Am I right? Because logically speaking, if somebody's doing well, and you know, you, just, and you find out that they're not really happy it can cause a little panic and it kind of shakes the foundation of things for a lot of, for a lot of onlookers. So, but I think it's important to break that, to breach that conversation and, and, and realize that there's more, there are things that are more important than the title that you're holding. Most definitely. You touched on a lot of things. Like you touched on 
like the the holding on to a title because you put so much attention and your mm. energy in that yeah. you going down maybe the unbeaten path may feel like starting from zero. I remember mentoring like some a group of women, and I realized this was also kind of in in my own life because again, why I love stories like dance and why I love you know you know people taking their pain into making it into a purpose because that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And but this is what I would mentor when. I think I heard one of my mentees say something similar, like, well, if I stop this and I do that, then it'd be like starting from scratch. But mm-hmm. when you actually find your purpose, your success actually can actually happen a lot quicker, mm-hmm. faster. And yeah. while I was investing in a lot of things that were not of my purpose, while I was not investing th- or investing in things that made that gave me the security or, or the outwardly success. And the inner success wasn't there, of course. But when I actually meant was doing what I was meant to do, the success actually became very easy very organic and things would flow and there's no longer struggle so it's like it's it's a trick you know that the mind that our minds sometimes do it to ourselves and society kind of sets us up for almost failure because like you said if enough of us said we're not happy with what we have and which is happening so more often than not Mm -hmm. um because we just we shut it all up and we sometimes want to learn from our own our own quote-unquote mistakes Mm -hmm. but but if enough of us heard these stories, especially with these celebrities who kill themselves, let's mm, not forget yeah. how many who do Absolutely. that. And they're supposed to have it all together. But yes. yet, you know, they would if they're willing to do that. Hello, there's a lot more going on to life than we're really paying attention to. And we're not paying attention to our soul or spirits. Yeah. We're feeding the more physical than we are the non-physical and that's where leaving us a little uh, literally on a path that we're not in ha- we're not completely happy with. So yeah. So we can find our purpose and we can have success and that should go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. Inner and outer. Mm-hmm. A- absolutely. What do you find what do, what have you seen there are some of the um the ways that people have successfully taken that that I hate to call it a leap of faith but just successfully decided to do something about that transition when they're in something they're kind of ingrained in it. But they know it. They know that it's time to change the season for them. Uh, what are some? Is there anything like a common trait or a common mindset or a common course of action that helps them? Maybe not alleviate the fear, but but make the fear less important than the next step. Hmm. I mean, so it's so funny. Speaking of, sorry to cut you off. Um, yeah. Are you? Are you okay. So Dan, I just met with Dan. Um, he was happened to be in Atlanta, and, and he was telling me how he was kind of fearful signing up for this new, new program, but it actually ended up again on this kind of a, kind of like a. He was already on the same path of coaching, but then he hired a mentor, and that mentor had kind of, and again, it was kind of like this leap of faith of mm-hmm. signing up with this person, but it actually tripled his business, or mm-hmm. ever forgot however much. And um, and it was very successful for him. So we, I, I mean, it took coaching, I think, you know, for someone to approach him to give him some kind of like some insight. But it's always finding the right people, right? Yeah. So a mentor, it's your surroundings. It is willing to be able to let go of what is and kind of surround surrendering surrendering to something greater and bigger than us yeah so i like to say like the universe is hiring you know and if we're willing to pay attention (laughs) i'm gonna steal that one (laughs) the universe is hiring i like it (laughs) where's my pen (laughs) 
is being recorded, so we can play this back. <laughs> so I, I want to write a whole se- segment on that because I heard that also from Marianne Williamson. It's in the, okay. um, it's in her book. I think it's like Divine Compensation, Divine. Um, well, I, I forgot the name of the book, but it talks uh-huh. about the acorn and the tree and how the these ideals of, or who we are is an mm-hmm. acorn. But in that acorn, of course, is the seed of what that uh, is. This is the seed of the tree. So the same thing in our lives. We are. A seed of something to be birthed, not birth, but to grow into something we're meant to be. And if we could just get out of our own way mm-hmm. and allow ourselves to grow into our tree or acorn, there's already a divine path, a divine light, light, <laughs> a divine, a divine mm-hmm. path for all of us. Yeah. But we have to ask, we have to call that forth, just like we have to talk to the universe, talk to God about our who, what, what am I being hired for in this life? Yeah. So it's it's but that actually helped me uh, oddly enough that saying to myself the universe is hiring that God actually wants there's a path for me there's something I, I'm meant to do and and the fear if faith can easily be replaced with fear if you feed your faith mm-hmm. so it's the books you read it's the people you surround yourself with it's the mentors it's um, what you're doing on the, with the first thing you're doing in the morning the last thing you're doing mm-hmm. before you go to bed. Um, my favorite book that has absolutely changed my life is The Path to Wealth by Mae McCarthy. And again, it might always sound like we're just talking about money here, but she, her her book is about gratitude and forgiveness. Mm. And it's like a lifestyle change. So yeah. it's like gratitude letters and forgiving before you go to, go to sleep and well, putting the past of resentment so you can actually energetically actually maybe cl- get clear enough so you can actually hear your inner voice, which has been guiding us and making us not necessarily unhappy, but, you know, like, that's a clear indication, that's yeah. guidance, you know, you're unhappy because you're not in the right place, that's yeah. your inner guidance, that, so that's it. That's that's so uh, that's so beautiful, I love it, you know, you mentioned a few things, I, I could go in a couple different directions with this, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with, you mentioned the, um, the, what you do in the morning, first thing in the morning, and I had a recent, it popped into my head because I had a recent discussion about this in an interview I was in recently, but what is a? Do you find any common traits about morning practices? Because um, for me, I found that changing my morning routine has changed a lot of things, um, and, and not even to have some long, drawn-out, you know, two-hour morning thing that has to go on. Because I know that that kind of freaks a lot of people out when they hear the word routine. But right. but to begin the day with something specific, is there something that you that works for you? Um, and, and some commonalities in the people from the people in, in your circle uh, that are successful with it. So there's this other book that's helped me find the right affirmations to kind of say when I first get up, mm-hmm. because they say the first 20 minutes of your when you get up is very important, just like the last 20. Yeah. And it's all about brain and activity and how receptive your brain can be or your subconscious. Mm-hmm. So I found a lot of these affirmations from this book series. It's called The Complete Works of Florence Scovel Shin. And throughout the book, you'll just find all these powerful things that you could say. And yeah. I just take from those affirmations and I say them first thing in the morning. And then I'm not going to lie. I may have skipped. I'll skip a day. The affirmation mm-hmm. is the easy part. But let's it. say if I go into the gratitude letter, which is recommended by May McCarthy from the book, The Path to Wealth, I will write a gratitude letter. If, if the day is going how it should, I will do one of them right after another. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> in between sometimes <laughs> could be social media and life or whatever else. <laughs> yes. But I know like if I do the work, you know, consistency and yeah. consistency in the practice is consistency and results. So yeah. I take a chance sometimes when 
you get a little comfortable. But aside from that, I'm usually on it, and I get right back on it also when things feel a little out of order. But no, I don't feel fear anymore. I, I question and I get guidance and mentoring when necessary. Mm-hmm. But that's all you need. Fear only can only deter everything that you're ever trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think you make a great point about the morning uh, routine because I, I tend to, you know, in the morning I try, I, I like to wake up and, and, and as you mentioned, gratitude a few minutes ago, thinking of the first three things that pop into my head that I'm grateful for. And that starts today just in a state of gratitude regardless of what else is going on. And, and for me, um, I started meditation several years ago. And like you, there's days that I skip. And actually, it's funny because I feel it when I do. I just right. <laughs> I just kind of feel right. off like I didn't get my I didn't get my 30 minutes or 20 minutes of, of meditation. And I, it actually feels like it's almost like for me, it's like skipping breakfast. I just something's off and I'm like, I need to really make up for that. <laughs> right. But, but it, but it kind of primes the day and I think speaking to we can parlay this back to the discussion we were having earlier about when we're if people find themselves in a place where they're not sure about what to do next or whether or not they're doing or living the life that they really should be living I think it's hugely important to have those moments of calm and, and whether it's a meditation practice or just reading in the morning or just silence over a cup of tea in the morning something where you're just with yourself because i don't know about you when i'm in silence i'm in meditation i don't i'm one of those people where i don't meditate and just completely go blank all the time i'll get some of my best ideas some of my best clarity about what really feels right to do next either that day that week that month or the next project i should work on and if i didn't take the time to calm down i would miss Man, I can't even imagine how many things I would have just missed or not allowed to kind of rise to the surface, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. by practicing that. Is that something that you've experienced from just going through your own time in the morning? Like feeling off if I don't do the work? Uh, That and and getting clarity about... um, Oh, clarity. Getting clarity. Oh, yeah, an ideal... I'm weird. I'm weird because... I'm weird because, like in the book, you know, she t- uh, in the path of wealth. I'm always going to refer to it because this is where I get my stuff from. I don't yeah. make the stuff up, you know. And it, she she relies on intuition and guidance. And one mm-hmm. of the things she'll say is, "What is what did you get out of maybe after gratitude? Did you get some guidance on what to do next?" Mm-hmm. And it's always for me. I'm I never expect it to happen right away. So I always just go out throughout my day and I follow what makes what makes me move. Mm. So so I've never been one to be like, oh, I'm going to sit down and meditate and let this come to me. Those yeah. ideals come to me because Oprah definitely recommends that. Oprah says yeah. she, when she's making an ideal, she sits so still until she gets an answer. Wow. I've been it maybe once or twice. I, I should do it more <laughs> often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so so you're saying it over saying it it works i gotta yeah. do it too though <laughs> we well we all have i i've found at least as i meet more and more people i i find that we all seem to have our own way that works for us and i think you know for listeners out there if they're wondering like oh man does this mean i have to meditate i, I think it's important that we're willing to explore because we're never going to know right. what's right for us if we don't just take a walk down the block of meditation or, or something else and try different things, whether it's for trying it for a week or for a month each. And, and we'll, we, over time, you'll know what feels right, what works. And, you know, for you, me and everyone else, 
we're all our own version of weird. <laughs> we're all, all going to feel, yeah, we're all going to be different and, and we're all going to have things that work for us. Like there's some people that, you know, they describe their meditation and they're just like, you know, I sense nothing. I don't hear anything. I don't right. see anything. I don't get any sensation. I just get so deep in my meditation it's just blank. And I'm like, what? I have like banners <laughs> flying through the sky in my head of all these messages. And I'm just kind of letting them go by and I'm picking the ones I like. <laughs> so, so there are times when I hear people describe that they're doing the same thing that I claim to be doing, which is meditation. But the experience is just totally different. And I think it's important that we all, that all of us as we practice these things... To not get into the sense of if you're doing it right or doing it wrong. I had a friend say that to me. He's like, oh, I tried meditation, but I just couldn't do it right. And I'm thinking, I was thinking, wait, who told you? Like, who barged in and said, hey, dude, you're doing that wrong? Like, seriously? Like, how do you, how do, you do it wrong? So uh, I, th- I think my point is that we, we need to be willing to, to explore and try and, and, and do, what's, do what feels right to us. Because I think what it comes down to is self-awareness and if we can connect with, you know, the things that feel right to us and the next steps that feel right to us, that's, that's what's important. Uh, do you agree? Of course. Yes. Yeah. But I do plan to make meditation a regimen and another way to seek and hear. So that's the next thing for me. Awesome. I want to make that part of my regimen, but you don't have to. No. active meditation. Absolutely. Other things. Absolutely. I've tried a few different things. If, if, if you're going to give it a shot and to you as you're listening out there, if you, if you haven't tried meditation yet, or even if you have and you want to try something maybe different, I'm simple. I'm a gadget guy. I love apps. I used um, Deepak. Deepak Chopra has a, a meditation app called Infinite Abundance. It is so awesome. Um, it's it's guided. Like He'll have like moments of where he's speaking and then the second half of it is just silence and it's it, for me it's so perfect i tried that and i tried headspace i really liked headspace as well but not as much as depox so that's my free advice i get nothing for it but i'm willing to share <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> let me ask you this this is we are I, I i love i feel like i'm sitting in a house with a friend having a glass of wine i, I love i'm i'm grateful right. to be talking to you so i appreciate you spending this this time um I want to make sure we get to a few hot seat questions because this is Unbreakable Success. So it's a virtual mastermind. So people get to put you on the hot seat and ask a few questions. But I promise they're very light questions. So okay. are you game for a couple uh, questions? from? All right. Awesome. Uh, first one is real simple. What is what is a, for you, a business or mission-related struggle or a challenge that you've either dealt with recently or maybe dealing with now or something that stands that has stood out? over the years um what's a struggle that you had to deal with and how'd you get through it um for and the purpose of this is to help you know share how what has worked for you to to deal with some of your challenges so i i think everyone can kind of relate as a business owner and it's uh, marketing right yeah. okay so yep. as a creative we're always like we want to be very we want to create and mm-hmm. we just want things to kind of like hit the market and let it do what it do. <laughs> okay. I'm raising my hand on that one. I know that feeling too well. Right. We just want, the, we, just want um, we just want to build it and they'll, they will come. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. Like a bug light. Everybody should just be attracted to it. 
<laughs> and it's very well can happen, right? But yeah. sometimes you got to push things out there so it can yeah. start to, you know, accumulate. So, and and I've, I've found a lot of different ways to market that um, has made sense for me. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you want that part of it, but that's it. it yeah, was, sure. It's marketing. Yeah, so some of the things version, just work yeah. for me. Okay, so simple, well, some simple things that I've learned is um, authenticity really does sell. And mm. I think we're moving in a different era. So yes. the more authentic I am and the more I can be very, n- not relatable, but um, um, not even relatable, but just more authentic to the way that I feel comfortable with either, quote unquote, selling or not, period. Yeah. I'm usually not selling and I don't like to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and guess what? It works. It's just about sharing information, being of service, and then finding a way where I know where someone's problem is and I can offer a solution. And if I yeah. can say it in a way that they understand that I can give them that solution or either that or give them the referral, the resources to make them successful in whatever they're looking for, then yeah. I've done my job. So I feel like putting out the right, saying the right things that says I can solve this problem. Um, I believe has has worked and then using social media and following followers of people that target already are master tar- master marketers who mm-hmm. already targeted my market understanding who my market is and that's very important who am yeah. I targeting what problem am I solving and then saying come over here this is what I got for you and uh, the most polite like I am holding a tray of chocolates and you're you already <laughs> like chocolate you know yeah, that's, yeah that's a great that's a great image <laughs> so it's a I'm not. I'm not shoving it in your face. You already want it. So, yep. <laughs> and um, and it works. And and yeah. it, there, there, there's that effortless flow that we all want to build, and they will come. It's just okay. Well, now I'm just going to build this in a way that again, I solve your problem. You you know where I'm um, I'm at, and I have to make myself available to you, to you, so you know that I'm here, and it's your choice if you choose to use me or not. Yeah. And that's okay if you do or you don't. Yeah, I I love it, and I appreciate you sharing it that story and that challenge because that is, I, that is, I believe that is absolutely a common challenge for everyone listening who's, you know, entrepreneurs and they're building their business regardless of where they're at and what tier they're at. You know, right. marketing is one of those things that that's, I mean, that's it. I mean, the marketing is in some way what drives your business, but I think you're so correct that we're in a different era now where we're so interconnected with each other we see people when they're real we get so much behind the scenes action of the people that we look up to and we follow that the people that are not authentic and are just kind of putting on a show it's 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 almost painful like you you almost feel bad when you watch it because you can just imagine what people are thinking as they're watching what you know almost equates sometimes to a stage show and then on the other end of the spectrum is people like you and a lot of other marketers there's some so many great internet marketers out there now that are just being like raw just genuinely like hey you know here's the thing i understand this challenge i've been through it myself and here's this thing i have for you this tray of chocolates <laughs> and, and, it just, and, and i know it works for me because i mean i can be one of the biggest skeptics out there when it comes to investing in someone and immediately what will just send me running the other way is when somebody just seems like they're fake. Um, right. And conversely, when somebody's just being authentic, like I'm in, I'll sit there and listen, even, you know, even if it's something that I may not necessarily need at the moment, the authenticity right. will, that authenticity will keep me invested and in, in almost like kind of put them on the shelf. Like I may need this later or somebody I may know, somebody I know may need this later. And, and I like this person so much that 
I'm just going to kind of put the the bookmark them because that that realness is just so it's so compelling. So I think that's that's brilliant advice from you to to do keep doing what you're doing. So thanks for sharing that. So let's flip the script on this for the second question. What is what's something that's been working great for you in in your business or personal life? Something that's just been working and kind of lights you up and it makes you say to yourself, "I need to do more of this." So what's kind of kind of what's been working great? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't like the word merge, but I'm moving into media and I want to, um, not only produce documentaries for like 20 beautiful women. Mm. Um, I want, I'm working now closely with someone I actually used to work for, um, years ago and, um, her, her, it's, it's, it's again, you know, how we talked about who you have around you and like the similar drives and beliefs so sometimes being around someone who's really authentic who really wants to kind of like put out great content maybe who has not always have done that in the past because she's worked on like over 1500 projects that were like a combination of things that weren't documentaries or they won't there weren't weren't all heartfelt you know media but Mm -hmm. to want to do that now and kind of transition and kind of come together and work together on that has been been great it's just kind of like lighting a fire you know that's already kind of been lit or maybe putting some more fuel on it because things do die out sometimes and it's like how do we get this extra like boost of of energy and come together and maybe work on something that can also be very a different way to reach people a different medium to reach people so that's been great so now i'm not seven publishing i'm seven house media and we'll be putting out some we're going to try to push more of this movement and turn it into an overall sisterhood movement and the content that we may put out like i said are really going to push this push women more women together and of, of course men can help with that and you know yeah. don't leave me out we, you know, we can't. <laughs> yeah. they need to be part of this conversation too that's right um and and just yeah just continue this conversation in a different media so medium so we can touch more lives and transfer life so it's been great working with her Her name is lisa cunningham um like i said i worked with her in the past and we're connecting now and yeah and we're just moving into a different er uh, a different arena but connecting everything all together so um our our tagline is contributing to humanity through storytelling so storytelling can be through video form now and doesn't have to hold us to just books I love it. I love it. That's. I can't wait to see more of that. I'd love. I can't wait to see you create um, a documentary behind Twenty Beautiful Women, and and of course afterwards it'll be Twenty Beautiful Men documentary <laughs> because you said you're not going to leave us. Behind. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we maybe we'll have you guys in the Twenty Beautiful uh, Women. Hey, it's a, this is recorded. Everybody hears you. Everybody heard you. We were putting you on the spot, so you can't backtrack now. <laughs> Just have a few, a few features. Maybe we'll have you on there. Let us, let us know when you're in Atlanta so we can record you. I'm always happy. I'm always happy to support. So definitely, I can't wait to see that, and and I, I would love to to share that and get that out there. I'm sure that'll be amazing. And it probably is is a piece of an answer to my third question, which is what's next, the next evolution that you see for your entrepreneurial journey. But it sounds like that may be it, or is there something else you have in your back pocket that you're maybe nope, doing on the horizon that's it all right that's it that sounds that sounds excellent that sounds like more than enough honestly and i i, I congratulate you on that and for uh, keeping this keeping this mission going and and as you said doing another evolution of it and and turning it taking what you already started and what was working and rekindling that fire and and keeping the mission going because you know i'm sure i'm sure you agree that our our missions are more important than any book or online course or speech or anything it's the people that are affected and 
I commend you for keeping that keeping that going because there's there's a lot that a lot more that a lot more people for you to reach I'm sure and I hope the people that are listening here will keep spreading the word for you. So on that topic, most important question is how can our listeners support you and get support from you and your mission? How can they find Sabatekel? So they can go to my website. There is a sabatekel.com. Um, there is a 20beautifulwomen.com. Um, there is, a, I would love to just keep being followed on, or please follow me on Twitter and Instagram so they can get the most up-to-date information, especially for the trailer. The sisterhoodmovement.com is coming soon, and then that's going to be the better way to join this and be a part of the movement. Beautiful. Of course, everyone listening, um, you can get the links to all the ways to reach out to Saba on AaronKeithHawkins.com. If you go to AaronKeithHawkins.com, just hit the search bar and type in Saba, S-A-B-A, You'll, that'll take you directly to her post in this episode and get all those and be able to reach her, get her multiple books that she has out and stay in contact with her. So, Saba, I definitely want to say um, thank you for joining us on Unbreakable Success. And I definitely want to commend you for this amazing journey that you've had from, from getting inspired by other authors, writers, thought leaders and becoming one yourself and creating this whole series Uh, of books and more than that this whole uh, movement that's just affecting people's lives in such a positive way men and women (laughs) 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 honestly all kidding aside i I appreciate you you're doing amazing work and i can't wait to see what you do next and uh, i definitely definitely look forward to sharing your message and helping you out supporting you any way i can thanks so much Thank you so much. I appreciate you more than you know. It's people like you that really, again, adds fuel to this fire of passion of what I do. And um, like words can't express how touched I am that you would have me and you took the time to to interview me. And and, and thank you. I just I appreciate you even reading the book. And that, that was enough for me. And and leaving the review. And that was even the bonus. So it just keeps getting better and better. So you're appreciated. So thank well, you. Good helping. Good. I definitely we we definitely appreciate each other so we'll stick together and, and keep this movement going everyone listening thank you so much and make sure you reach out to saba very soon thanks again for listening to today's episode i really hope you got a lot of valuable information from our discussion with saba if you if there's something specific you enjoyed do yourself a favor do me a favor go ahead and share this episode if you're holding your iphone it's literally as simple as looking on the lower left side of your screen there's a little square with an arrow on top push that button and you can literally text whoever is in your life that you feel would benefit from hearing this episode or any of our episodes as well if for any reason you have not yet stopped by itunes to leave a review i encourage you and ask you and offer my gratitude ahead of time for doing so as you know the more ratings this show gets the more people will see it and listen to it and be able to benefit benefit from it just like you have. And as always, please remember to stop by AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash 31 to leave your comments, questions, any thoughts about today's episode. I can't wait to talk to you again. Until then, please make sure to take care of yourself, take care of each other, and keep on creating the best life of your life. Love you guys, and I will talk to you soon.